Jesus is good. How about all the time? And all the time, Jesus is good. Amen. Well, last Sunday night we started talking about, oh, the blood of Jesus. How many of you were able to be here last Sunday night? If you weren't, I would encourage you to get the CD or listen to it online so you can kind of get caught up in what we're talking about. It's just a massive subject, the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And we can't go back and rehearse everything that we shared last night, uh, last uh, Sunday night. But one thing that we did establish was that the blood of Jesus was a priceless, precious, perfect sacrifice for our sin. The blood of lambs and the blood of goats only covered people's sins temporarily in the old covenant. But the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin and all righteousness. The book of Hebrews is very clear that Jesus entered in how many times? Once and for all. The old account was settled long ago, once and for all. When we come to Jesus, we're washed in the blood of the Lamb. Now, we all know that the devil is a master at trying to bring up our past. Has he ever brought up your past to you? Has he ever accused you of, well, you did this, you did that, you said this, you're just an old sinner, you're not worthy? Well, I've got an answer for him. When the devil brings up your past to you, you need to tell him a bedtime story. <laughs> and that bedtime story, you know, a lot of them begin with once upon a time. Once upon a time, devil, once and for all, Jesus took my sins away and I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb. And we established that the blood talks, the blood speaks. The blood is in the holy of holies and forever cries out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lamb of God. The blood speaks of our redemption, of our remission, of our cleansing, of our reconciliation made to put in right standing with Him. The blood speaks of our forgiveness. Aren't you glad? And tonight we are going to talk about that the blood speaks of keeping power, protecting power, and overcoming power. Anybody in here tonight agree with me that we are living in a time when we need to know that we are protected? There are senseless acts of crime and, and violence that you hear about on a regular basis. If you just sit in front of the TV and listen to all the bad things that are going on in our world today, you could become full of fear and full of anxiety and full of torment. But that's not what we're listening to. We know that we are overcomers. We are not overcome by what's coming and what's happening in the world. No, we are the overcomers. So through the blood of the land, I want to encourage you, put on your superhero cape that says washed in the blood, that says protected, and I'm under the blood, and Satan, you cannot 
touch me. So I just want to remind you tonight a couple of things that we are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. <clears throat> Knowing that you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold for your aimless conduct received by the tradition of your fathers. Verse 19. But, let's read that with me. But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Hallelujah. So the key words in this passage are precious, not corruptible. The blood of Jesus will never, ever lose its power. Do y'all like that song that Andre Crouch, he's been in heaven, and I'm sure in heaven he's singing that song with even some more oomph. The blood of Jesus will never lose its power. It reaches to the highest mountain. It flows to the lowest valley. And it will never, ever lose lose its power. It doesn't get old. It's not corruptible. It doesn't fade away. Hallelujah. How about we say, thank you, Jesus, for the power in your blood. So now let's start talking about this, the keeping power. We're still in 1 Peter. Look at verse 3 and verse 5 of 1 Peter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy... That's something to be happy about right there. Thank God for His abundant mercy. His mercies are new every morning. Some of you ought to just run around the building on that. Just thinking about abundant mercy mercy. Hallelujah. That's why he sent Jesus. That's why Jesus came because he's a merciful, compassionate high priest through his abundant mercy. He has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And then verse four, to an inheritance incorruptible, We already established the blood of Jesus is incorruptible. Your inheritance is incorruptible. It's not going to fade away. There's no expiration date. All that we need is laid up. It's stored up for us. And we can tap into it by faith in the name of Jesus through the blood that gives us access. Aren't you glad that the Bible says in Hebrews 4.16, we can come boldly through the throne room of grace. How can we come boldly? You know why? Because we're washed in the blood. It's not on our own merits, not on our own works, but what he has done through the blood of the precious son. Amen. So here we go. We've got an inheritance that's incorruptible. It's undefiled and it does not fade away. It's reserved in heaven for you. And then look at verse 5. Who are, read that part with me, kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. I want to emphasize that phrase, kept 
by the power of God. Kept by the blood of the Lamb. That word kept there is a military term. And it's a picture of a soldier standing guard as protection against the enemy. You and I are in a spiritual battle. Jesus has already won the victory. But we have to enforce Satan's defeat. We have to remind him that he is defeated. We have to remind him that our mind is not a playground for his wicked, evil, condemning thoughts. We have to remind him that our body is redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and by the stripes of Jesus that we are healed. We got to put up a no trespassing sign. Put it up in your mind. Put it up on your body. If you literally have to see it in the natural, do what's necessary. The devil is defeated, but we have to enforce his defeat. We got to take a stand like a soldier kept. He kept, he keeps his position. A soldier has to stand on guard of where he is supposed to be. If a soldier has said, you stay right here at your post and you don't let any evil intruders in. You stand on guard right here. And if somebody, the enemy shows up, you don't just open the gate and say, come on in. Or you don't turn around in fear and say, ah, but they had a big gun, so I had to run. No, a soldier is called to his post and to his position. Stay in your position. And it is a position of victory. It's a position of overcoming. Hallelujah. It's a position that we are kept. We are kept by the power of God. And we, through faith in the blood, can keep out evil intruders. Amen. I like that verse 5 in the Amplified. It says, who are being guarded, garrisoned, By God's power, through your faith, till you fully inherit that final salvation that is ready to be revealed for you in the last days. I like those two words there. Guarded and garrisoned about. We are guarded and garrisoned about. We've got our part to do, but thank God for the weapons of our warfare. They are not carnal, but they are mighty. What are some of the weapons that we can use? How about the name of Jesus? How about the word of God, the sword of the spirit? How about the blood of the lamb? We can use these and we are guarded and we are garrisoned about, you know, by something else. The angels. How about the angels of the Lord that are encamped round about us? To keep us in all of our ways. In all of our days. If our eyes could be opened in the realm of the spirit. And I know that some people's eyes have been opened. And they've seen these angelic beings. And they are standing guard. They're garrison all about us. 
We've heard story after story how angels have protected people in their time of need. And sometimes the people did not see the angels, but those that meant them harm, their eyes were opened. And they're the ones that saw the angels. You probably told, heard these stories. We've told them before. But of a missionary, him and his, uh, there was a young girl from their tribe where he was ministering at and living with that was kidnapped by a, a neighboring tribe. So this missionary and some heads of the tribe, they gathered all of these trinkets and they were going to go and they were going to bargain for this young girl's life. And they knew that they had to do that. So when they got there, night overtook them. So they had to stay overnight in this village. And in the middle of the night, they hear these drums. And the head of the tribe woke, woke him up and he said, what is that? He said, well, that's our death sentence. The chief has realized that now we've already given him all these trinkets and all this stuff that he can keep all the goods and he can keep the girl. All he's got to do is kill us. And that's the sound that they're gathering outside of our tent. And they have these great big bolo kind of knives that with one swipe off with your head. Don't faint anybody, but you know, that's the way it was. So he said, The missionary said to the chief, to the head of the tribe, he said, well, let's not just stay in here and wait for him to come and get us. Let's just step out. I'll go first. So they prayed. I'm sure he was pleading the blood of Jesus. And he prayed and he stepped out. He closed his eyes and stepped out that tent. And when he did, all those warriors with these bolo knives fell to the ground, fell on their face to the ground. And he's like, what's going on here? So he gets the other chief and translates for him. Why are these guys, why did they fall to the ground? And they said, because when you stepped outside of that tent, it wasn't just you. There were armored guys on either side of you, like seven foot tall with these weapons we'd never seen before. (laughs) The missionary didn't see them. The other chief didn't see him, but those that meant them harm did. We are garrisoned about. We got an angelic host on our side. Talk about being kept in the secret place of the Most High. We probably have no idea how many times an angel has put their hand out and did this to a car that was trying to run into us. Put their hand out. Maybe some evil thing was trying to happen. Maybe put their hand out when somebody was coming in your neighborhood and trying to break into your house. And all of a sudden, they heard something. And it wasn't Sonatrol. It was a mighty host. Hallelujah. And had to pass on by. Glory to God for the keeping power of the blood of the Lamb. Do you have faith in his name? Do you have faith in the power of the blood of the lamb? It causes an invisible force field around you, your family, and your possessions. If you have faith in it. If you're walking in your righteousness, you can draw a bloodline around your property. Another story was told about this minister and his wife. And they traveled quite a bit. And they, they lived out in the country, somewhere down in the southern part of the nation. Before cell phones and all of that stuff. But they were away on a trip. And they got a call from his brother-in-law who was staying there with their children. And he said, rabies has broken out down here. 
It's all, it's infecting all of the wildlife, all of the animals. And, you know, I'm concerned. And so the pastor, the minister hung up the phone. He said to his wife, we got to pray. Because, you know, the devil will bring you visions. Has the devil ever bring you a vision? Has he ever done like a picture show for you and showing you all these pictures of what would, could happen, what might happen? Just lies, but the very worst case scenario, it's never good when you go to the picture show with the devil. Don't go with him there because it's always a bad show and it never ends well for you. So he brings all these pictures to this minister and his wife that, you know, these animals were going to get on their property and they were going to bite their kids and, you know, rabies is not a good thing. So he said, no, we're not taking that. We're going to plead the blood of Jesus. You know, I grew up in Pentecost and I've heard this all of my life. The old timers knew what it meant to have faith in the blood. And I would hear it on a regular basis. I plead the blood of Jesus. We would take little trips here and there. I don't remember ever getting in the car to drive very far on a trip that my dad did not say, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus. And I don't remember ever, ever getting in an accident. The blood of Jesus brings protection. So these old timers, they knew how to do it. And him and his wife literally walked around and they said, we are walking around our property right now in the realm of the spirit. And we are drawn a bloodline. And we are saying, devil, you can't cross that property. No animal infected with rabies is going to cross our property. So about a week later, they got a letter from his brother-in-law. And he said, I was out the other day walking your property and it was amazing. I found five dead foxes with their nose right on the line of your property. We had them examined and every one of them had rabies. But they did not cross the bloodline. If that will work on a little fox, how about it working on a big fox, the devil, and his little imps and little demons? If it'll work on an animal, it will work in the realm of the spirit. I'm encouraging you tonight, draw a bloodline. Get your faith built up in the power that there is in the blood of the Lamb. There's keeping power. There's protecting power. These all go together. But let's just think for a moment about the children of Israel. The protecting power that showed up in their midst. You know the story. They had been in bondage to Pharaoh. They had been in bondage in Egypt for 400 years. And God raised up a deliverer by the name of Moses. And Pharaoh wasn't willing to let these people go. All these plagues, man, he was really stupid. I mean, all these plagues kept happening. And he'd say, okay, you can go. And then he'd change his mind. But the last plague was the firstborn of every family. The firstborn of every animal were going to die unless... They did something. The remedy, the token for protection was apply the blood. Exodus chapter 12, verse 13. We'll look at a few of these. Now, the blood shall be a sign. Everybody say a sign. For you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood. 
Woo! When I see the blood, I can hear my dad. He, I can't sing, but my dad was a song leader in our church. And one of his favorite songs was, When I see the blood, I will pass, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. The blood was a token. The blood was a symbol. It was a sign of the blood of Jesus that would come and redeem us. It was a, it was an emblem in the realm of the spirit, but also in the natural. And how did they apply this blood? Verse 22. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. Not allow the destroyer to come in to your houses. So the blood was a sign, a sign to Israel that you are safe as long as you stay under the blood. They couldn't go outside. Ooh, do you hear that noise out there? Let's go check it out. No, they would have been deader than a doornail if they were the oldest one. No, stay in your house. Stay under the blood. The blood will speak to that destroyer passing through and wiping out the eldest of the Egyptians. But he'll see it, but he won't be able to come nigh you if you stay under the blood. Amen? They had to apply it. And they had to do what he said. They had to stay in their place of protection. Some people say, well, why do all these bad things happen? Happen even to Christians. And, you know, we never judge and we're merciful and we've had, you know, we've had tests, trials. That doesn't mean that you're not living in a place of protection. But if it's a continual destruction happening in your life, I check to see, am I staying in the ark? The ark is safety. Am I applying the blood? And I staying in the word of God? Have I left a door open? Today, pastor was talking about close that door. Close that door of discouragement. Close that door of fear. When Noah and his family went into the ark, the door was shut. And it was an ark of safety. There's a place of safety. We can abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We will say of the Lord, He's my refuge. He's my safety. He's my protection. He's my provider. And notice, they had to apply the blood with hyssop, a little branch. How do we apply the blood? With our mouth. 
with declaring, I'm under the blood. There's power in the blood of the Lamb. I know we're living in evil times. I know that we live in California. And I know that earthquakes, where we're known for earthquakes in California. Although Oklahoma's had more than we've had in the last few years, which is just absurd, crazy to me. They don't have great big ones, but you can feel them. Things rock and roll. I was at my sister's house last year, last summer, and all of a sudden her windows started shaking. I'm like, are you serious? I haven't felt an earthquake like that in California in years. But, you know, supposedly we live in a place where there's a lot of earthquakes. But we don't have to fear that. It doesn't have to come nigh our dwelling. Do you all remember years ago there was an earthquake down in Southern California in the North Ridge area? And at the time we had friends that were pastoring pretty close near there. And she had been recently reading, uh, Billy Brim has a wonderful book called The Blood and the Glory. And she had recently been reading that and been teaching that to their congregation on Sunday night. Thank God for Sunday nights. (laughs) Sunday nights in Hayward, they're pretty exciting. Sunday nights in Hayward, praise the Lord. So on a Sunday night service, she was teaching on the power in the blood. And out of her mouth, she said, I don't care. If you live on a fault line, if you will plead the blood of Jesus, no hurt, no harm will come to you or your property. So that very night they went to sleep and in the middle of the night, rocking and rolling and shaking. And one one person in their congregation lived real close to the center of that earthquake at Northridge. Her house was shaking violently. She jumped out of bed and she said she heard her pastor's voice saying, I don't care if you live on a fault line. She jumped up and she said, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus. No one in this house is going to be hurt. My property is not going to be damaged. They had some stuff fall off of the walls, this and that, but no damage to their home. And people's homes in the neighborhood sustained a lot of damage, but not hers. Under the blood, the protecting power of the blood of the lamb hallelujah we don't have to fear natural disasters we don't have to fear terrorist attacks and all these awful things happening people breaking into our homes we don't have to fear that we have a sign we have a token we're living in a time when you know people the devil is stirring people up and people these terrorist attacks all of that stuff but let me let me show you this scripture Philippians chapter 1, verse 28. I like it out of the Amplified. And do not for a moment, not for a moment, neither give place to the devil. Don't allow your thinking to go there. Do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents and your adversaries. adversaries. For such consistency and fearlessness fearlessness (coughs) fearlessness will be a clear sign we're talking about the blood is a sign it's a token and you just standing up fearlessly 
It's a sign. It's a token. Hallelujah to them. To who? To the devil. To terrorists. To those that mean to do hurt and harm to our nation, to our state. But us standing up fearlessly and acting on the word boldly, it's a sign to them of their impending destruction. Hallelujah. But a sure token and evidence of what are deliverance glory be to God we got a sign we got a token we are not going under we're going over we are not going to be destroyed we are the delivered hallelujah we are the protected glory be to God think about another person in the Old Testament that it was a sign of things to come you ever heard of Rahab the Bible calls her Rahab the harlot. How would you like to be known as that? That gives them, you know, right there. Whew. But right there, we see what happened. God redeemed her life. No matter what was in her past, God redeemed her life. So she lived in a city called Jericho. And we know that Joshua and the children of Israel, they were taken the land. That God had promised to them. And word had got out. They're coming to Jericho. But something happened in Rahab's heart. She must have thrown all of her idols out of her house. And she said, you know, this is the true and the living God. And his name is Jehovah. God moved on her heart to help them. When Joshua sent those spies into Jericho, it wasn't by accident. They showed up at her house and she hid them and she protected them and she helped them escape. Do you know how they escaped? They escaped out her window with a scarlet thread. And she said boldly to them, This is what she said in verse 12 of Joshua 2. Now, therefore, I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a what? A true token. And spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. So she asked them for a true token that they would spare her. And that token was a scarlet thread in her window running down the wall. It was a token of the blood of Jesus. And if you will read this account, we won't take time to read the whole thing, but it's a very interesting story. If you will take time to read this, you will see... Not her faith, not only saved her, but her family. And any relatives that stayed in her house, she was given explicit instructions like the children of Israel, don't go outside the house. They said, okay, because of your kindness, you, your relatives, if they'll get in the house and they'll stay under the scarlet thread. I really believe if they'd had time, they would have slain an animal and put blood all over the doorpost of her house. But they were on the run, so the scarlet thread symbolized the blood of Jesus. Stay in this house. 
you and your household will be saved. But if you'll see in another passage there, it says you and your kindred. Kindred is emphasized a few times. And in the Hebrew, the word kindred means families, plural. So this indicates to me she had faith in God. And that blood extended not just to mom and dad and brother and sister, but it extended out to other relatives and they also were saved. That means that our prayers of protection, our prayers of mercy, they can extend out to Uncle Joe, to great nephew John, to weird cousin Willie or Willard or whatever. (laughs) Weird Willie. If you'll use your faith, he can even get in the blessing that's on your life. <laughs> Free Willie. <laughs> Free Willie from his weirdness. Name their names. That's the thing. Name their names. Use your faith. You know, sometimes we think, well, it's just my immediate family, just my kids and my mom and dad. But if you'll read this, it says kindred, families, plural. If they could get in that house, can you imagine how many people were piled into her house? But they were protected. Let me tell you this. If Rahab could under the old covenant, we can under the new covenant. If her faith protected her family and their goods, how much more under the new covenant can believers' faith in the power of the blood bring protection? Now listen to this. I took this right out of Billy's book. I liked it. If we can't draw a bloodline around our loved ones and property in this evil hour, then we don't have a better covenant. Based on better promises. But we do. How many, how many of you know that? We do. Hebrews 8, 6. We do. We have a better covenant. So we can use our faith. The blood of Jesus isn't less powerful than that of a, blood, of a goat or a lamb or a scarlet thread. The blood of Jesus is more powerful. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you to pray for those lost loved ones. And stretch it out. Go out a bit. Go out further. My sister is a real woman of prayer. And she told me one time, our maiden name is Edwards. And she said she was praying one time. And the Lord told her, start calling out all your cousins by name. Anybody that is in the bloodline of an Edwards, that's even remotely related to you, start calling out their names for labors and for them to come into the family of God. And it's been pretty amazing over the last few years how many of my cousins who I thought were heathens, I haven't seen them in years, I see them now on Facebook, that are getting born again, that are going to church. Hallelujah! I even recently just sent one of them my book. She asked me for my book. You know what? God will honor your faith. The clan of Edwards is coming in. How about the clan of Thomas? How about the clan of DeMello? How about the clan of Amaral? Call them by name. 
It works. Have faith in the blood. Amen. And then lastly, let's talk for just a minute about the overcoming power. I had a lot of side journeys, but (laughs) praise the Lord. We still got plenty of time here. Overcoming power. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of the brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. Oh, glory to God. What a day. What a glorious day when that little rat is going to be thrown into the bottomless pit. He's the accuser of the brethren. Satan is like the prosecuting prosecuting attorney. He accuses us day and night. You know why he accuses us day and night? Because day and night, the blood of Jesus cries out, mercy, mercy, forgiveness. And so he's up there going, no, 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 no. They did this. They did that. And the blood is right there crying out, mercy, forgiveness. He's no match with his accusations for the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then verse 11 of Revelation 12. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death by the blood and by the word of their testimony. You can't just think nice thoughts about the blood. You can't just think nice thoughts about the word. Christianity is called the great confession. How did you get born again? Believed it in your heart. That's great to believe it in our heart, but we have to say it with our mouth. Get pastor's message from this morning. There's power in your tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. This verse tells us that's how we overcome the enemy. We have faith in the blood of the lamb, but we have to declare what we know. We have to speak because the blood speaks. The blood speaks to God. It speaks that the the covenant has been established. The blood speaks to the devil that he is defeated, that he was whooped and he is doomed. Hallelujah. And the blood speaks to us. We need to say what we believe. Now, I mentioned this about pleading the blood. Some people will say, well, you know, I don't really see that scripture, that verse in the Bible. But it is the principle of pleading the blood. Plead is an, it's a legal term. Somebody goes into court, they say, how do you plead? Do you plead guilty or do you plead innocent? Well, we plead innocent by the blood of the Lamb over our past. And we also plead the power that is in the blood of the Lamb to keep us, to protect us, to cause us to overcome. Years ago, it was on a Wednesday night, 
Uh, and uh, our boys were young. John was probably a, a teenager at the time. And some of you that have kids the age of our kids, you'll remember roller hockey was kind of popular. So he had these roller blades and he had this roller, this hockey stick. And, and uh, a lot of times in the afternoon, he'd go down to this little local school by our house and they'd play roller hockey down there, street hockey, something. And anyway, it was a Wednesday. And I remember that Wednesday morning, when I went to take them to school, every day I'd pray over them. But that day, in my heart, I just had such an urgency. I, I, they started to get out of the car, and I said, Wait, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over you. No hurt, no harm is going to come to you today. And you know, boys, playing sports, all of those things. We had to deal with some injuries, this, that stuff, all of that. So I thought, well, you know, maybe another sprained ankle or something. I plead the blood of Jesus. Not going to happen. But anyhow, nothing happened at school. But when we got home, John's like, I want to go down and play at Pioneer Park for a little bit before church. So, you know, like, we're fine. Well, he headed down the street and he had his little roller hockeys on, blades on. He had his hockey stick. And back in the day, for some of you young ones, back in the day, this thing called a Walkman was popular. Don't know what that is? Google it. Or you could either listen to the radio or you could put something else for him, a cassette tape in this Walkman and these big headphones and listen to music and stuff. So he had this Walkman on and he was listening to something. And as he's going down the street, right, these guys drove up in a car. We found out later it was probably some sort of gang initiation or whatever, you know, doing people meaning harm. They drove up in the car. They jumped out of the car. And they pushed John to the ground. They grabbed his hockey stick and they, they meant to do him harm. They stole his Walkman. But right when they were in the process of doing this, a guy drove up. They did this right in front of his house. He pulled up into the driveway. The man happened to be an off-duty police officer. <laughs> happened to be. He wasn't in his uniform. His little daughter was in something at her school and she'd forgotten something and he came home to get it right at that minute. Well, when he drove up, the guys dispersed, jumped in the car and took off. But because he was an off-duty police officer, he got the license plate, all of that. They paid the price. Let's just say that. They were caught. But anyhow, so John comes home. And you know, of course he's shaking. He's upset. But no harm. No hurt to his physical body. And because that guy was an off-duty police officer and got the license plate and not Guess what? His Walkman was even recovered when they got arrested. So ha, 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 devil. Ha, 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 devil. See, the devil is stupid. There's lots of houses on the street, but he decided to attack them right in front of a police officer's house. Ha, 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 devil. There's power in the blood. We can draw a bloodline around our relatives, around our property, and the devil can not cross it. Hallelujah. I rest my case. Let's all stand. Thank you, Lord. Let's just give him some glory for the power that there is in the blood of Jesus. Oh, we give you glory. Hallelujah. We worship you. We thank you, Lord.
Lando Ramoshon and Inibaka Sore Bata Inama Sombrigin in Inama Sonda Ramasu Brigidete Inama Sombra and Aladi de Bacorose. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Omnataba Sombrigid in Inama Sobra Kata. Hallelujah. Now this is what we're going to do. We are going to plead the blood of Jesus over some things tonight. And I like it if you all could come down closer, as many as you can. Hallelujah. Come down here a little closer so we can just get as a symbol that we are in complete harmony and unity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Father, we thank you for the power in the blood. We thank you that we can make some brotaha. We have faith. We have faith in the power of the blood. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Glory be to God by our words. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. Now listen to this. When God created Adam and Eve, he put them in the Garden of Eden. And one of his instructions to them was, you keep out any evil intruders. Eve didn't have to yield. And once she did, Adam could have taken authority over that. But he didn't. But that tells us we all have a garden. We all have a domain. And as I was sharing with you tonight, I believe that some of you, your garden got bigger. You're going to extend out a little bit. Instead of having a little teeny plot in the back of your house, you're going to see that you got lots of acres. And there's a lot more people in your garden than you thought there were. And we can keep out evil intruders. And we can plead the blood of Jesus. Last week, last Sunday night, we did some pleading of the blood of Jesus over relatives. And what was so uh, big in my heart was that we needed to do that so that the mercy of God, when we plead the blood of Jesus, it's not just protection, but it causes the mercy of God to hover over those people so that any evil plots or plans of the enemy will not prosper. He'd like to kill them and have them go to hell, but he won't. And he can't if you'll stand in the gap and you'll plead the blood and you'll cry out for mercy over them. And so we're going to do that. And then the other thing as I, this afternoon that I saw so clear, we've had just, it's been awful. The attacks on our, on our high school campuses and college campuses and the schools, you know, this is our territory. This is our domain. You got a school in your neighborhood, drive around that school and plead the blood of Jesus and post the angels of the Lord. But corporately, we can do that right now. So I'm going to pray some prayers and then we're just going to do this by faith. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this united group here tonight. And Father, right now, we all declare this. Now, I want you all to say this. Father, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus. Over my relatives, over my property, I plead the blood of Jesus over the Bay Area, particularly over schools, over elementary schools, over high schools, over colleges. Satan, 
the blood of Jesus is against you. You will not cross the bloodline in Jesus' name. We will not be moved. Not moved by fear. We stand in faith. Faith in the blood. Ha, 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 ha. Faith in the name. Faith in the word. Masobokotaha. No me sebeko. No, no, no masoboko. Now sebekitita mosobotri masata. Now leti me shudutananda. Now there are some here that you have imashgruntaha. You've yielded to fear. And I don't mean like it's just a little occasional thing, but it's like a tormenting thing that fear tries to grip your mind. Did you know you can plead the blood of Jesus over your mind? And you can even, sometimes you may just have to put your hand on your head and say, I plead the blood of Jesus. And you know, there's also something called holding the blood. Hold the blood against that thought. You're not getting rid in my mind. But there's some here that it's, 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 it's been a struggle. This Fear. It's a stronghold. That's the word. A stronghold. And you need help. I want you to come up closer right now. Just step up forward. The Bible says that fear has torment. But we're not the tormented. No, no, no. Now you're going to do this, right? You're going to act on what you heard tonight. And you're going to plead the blood of Jesus over your mind. And you're going to do this. You're going to... You may just need to take the word as a symbol. You know, we talked about the blood. The blood is a sign. The blood is a token. You can just take the word. Say, I'm pleading the blood of Jesus. I'm not giving thought place to that thought fear I'm not going to receive your tormenting thoughts hallelujah oh we thank you can we just worship him out of our hearts we thank you Jesus you're helping us thank you for your presence thank you for the blood thank you Lord that we are protected we are kept we are kept we are kept and we are held close hallelujah hallelujah kept by the blood of Jesus oh my oh my Jesus safe in the blood safe in the blood that's right go ahead safe in the blood Blood of Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah. Safe in the blood. Safe in the blood. The blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There is so much fear in our midst in our nation right now fear about the future fear about attacks fear about the economy folks we're blessed 
We are blessed because we don't have to yield to fear. We are blessed because we know who holds the future. Hallelujah. We are blessed. But you know why we're blessed? Not just for us. We are blessed to be a blessing. We're in the ark of safety. We got the blood of Jesus over our house. But we need to go out. We need to reach out and compel them to come to Christ. You run across somebody that's just a nervous wreck and all they are talking about is fear and concerned about this and concerned about that. Just gently just say to them, you know what? You don't have to be so fear-filled. I know someone that will take that fear out of your life. Let's seize the moment. It's just been stirring in me so much. Hallelujah. That I'm not going to miss opportunities to be a blessing, to share the love of Jesus. We are alive in 2018. God knew this day. He knew you'd be alive right now. Let's not waste the time we've been given. Jesus. Jesus. How about, <laughs> can you just with me? Let's just make a fresh commitment to him. Jesus. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to honor your word. I'm going to honor the precious blood. And I'm going to compel to come. People to come. People to come. And receive what we have so freely been blessed with. Freely you have received. Freely give. Jesus. We want to be a blessing. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Could we just sing something, Pastor Tom? You're doing great. Hallelujah. We're washed in the blood. Washed in the blood. Hallelujah. Of Jesus. Yes, we are. We're free in the blood. Hallelujah. The blood oh, of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We're safe in the blood. Thank you for the blood. The blood. Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Thank you, Lord. The blood. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Thank you for the blood.
hallelujah. Make much of the blood, and the blood will make much of you. Amen. We are kept. The blessing of the Lord, the protection of the Lord be upon you and all of yours as we go. Hallelujah. See many of you here again on Wednesday night and next Sunday. Amen. God bless you.